0: good morning church man you want your faith to go deeper or or get stronger go deeper if you really want to see god move trust him to where you can't even touch the bottom and you're like freaking out sometimes because it's like am i going to sink or swim then you start seeing god just like whoa show up in a powerful way well my name is zeke flores um uh, some of you guys might be going, who is that guy now? Because um, I've been gone for a couple of weeks, but Pastor Gary and Pastor Daniel uh, just taught the Word in a powerful, powerful way. Appreciate those two guys and what they get to do around here, man. God has just blessed us so much with so many good teachers. And, uh, and then I have to get back up here. It's like, follow those guys, right? It's like, uh, honestly, last week I'm going, man, I can't wait for next week for Corinthians. It's like, oh no, I'm going to get back into Revelation. And so that's where we're at after a couple weeks off. We're back in the book of Revelation in our series of Christ Revealed. And we are now in the third part of the outline of the church, uh, of the book of Revelation. And that is the things which will take place after this. Which started in chapter 4. Chapters 4 and 5 gave us an amazing glimpse of heaven. And even as we were singing that song, I could only imagine. I'm um, thinking about, well, you've shown us what heaven looks like. And, and all that is going on there. And, 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 and who is there. And, and, and what is there. But it's almost like, yeah, I think it's still going to be way beyond our comprehension and we could only imagine what it looks like and i feel like that's probably where 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 john was at as he is there actually seeing it but trying to convey it in a way to where us us us, us earthlings <laughs> would comprehend it but i truly believe that heaven is just going to be so mind-blowing that I, you know we, we we look at things in in a certain dimension here i think it's going to be Way beyond that when when we get to heaven as far as um, just just seeing all of that. And so um, when we think of moving forward from here, from chapter 6 on in the book of Revelation, um, we need to keep those two chapters in mind, chapter 4 and chapter 5. We truly need to keep those in mind because from chapter 6 to chapter 19 of Revelation, uh, judgment is going to be poured out on the earth and on those who dwell on the earth. And so I say that we need to keep those other two chapters in mind because it just seems that everything gets crazy and chaotic from here on out as we're studying, as we're looking at all the stuff that's going on in the earth. And yet God is still in control. He still sits on the throne. He hasn't like left the throne when we get into chapter 6, and now he's freaking out as well, going, I don't know what's going on down there. Guys, he is still in control, and he is still sitting on the throne, and nothing, absolutely nothing, gets out of control or out of hand with him. Everything that's happening here on the earth is exactly what the earth deserves. The judgment that we see here as we move forward, it's not like all of a sudden God got mad and he's like, well, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. Boom. Let me just destroy the earth. No, this is just the natural progression for all that the earth and the people have done. And so now we're coming to this point. So it's not like God's out of control. You know how sometimes parents, you know, when the kids do something wrong and then the parents are way more out of control than the kids when in their judgment? God's not like that. He is totally in control and He is allowing the consequences to happen on this earth. And we look at them as judgment. And it is a judgment of God, but He's allowing this judgment to happen. And yet, He is in total control of everything, and all that pertains to Him. And let me just remind you that as a believer, you are in Him. All of those things are okay. Everything is okay. His people are okay. The things that will happen on this earth with those who will come to Christ during the tribulation, even though as we'll see this morning, there will be persecution and and death that happens to them they are okay through all of this okay so if you are in him as a believer you're okay now understand as well that because god is a loving fair and just god he has to allow judgment to happen (laughs) He has to allow these consequences to come into play. Otherwise, he would just be a passive, inactive, and unreceptive kind of God. And he is none of that. He lets the consequences happen because that's who he is. Everything that we will see from here on out has already been foretold by God. One way or another, throughout the OT or the NT, it's all been played out already. He has already warned us of everything that we will see from chapter 6 to 19. It's in the Word of God, and He has spoken it. He has foretold it already. Jesus, in chapter 24 of Matthew, and we will be looking at a lot of chapter 24 Today And so you might want to have your pen and paper ready or your bulletin and, paper, uh, and pen ready because there's a lot. Or you can just read that whole chapter. Not right now, but later on. Um, also understand that even though the age of grace is over from here on out, the age of judgment is in place here from here on out. God has already done everything possible, everything possible to save man. And because of the rejection of Jesus Christ and the age of grace being now done, now the natural progression takes place from here on out. Now again, I don't want to sensationalize what's going to happen, but I want to turn it back on Jesus and say he is still in control. Jesus is still going to be revealed through all of this because he is the Lamb of God that we will continue to see him as, he, as we move forward. So I, I want to read the whole chapter and then we'll move on from there. It says, Now I saw when the, the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a, loud, uh, with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. When, I, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out. And, and it was granted to him who sits on it to take peace from the earth. And that people should should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius. And three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. The name And the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Hades followed with him. And power was given to them, over the, a fourth of the earth to kill with, a, with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beast of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord? Holy and true. Until you, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Then a white robe was given to each of them and was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren would, who would be killed as they were was completed. I looked. When he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded like a scroll. When it was rolled up, when it is rolled up and every mountain and island was moved of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders of the, uh, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us. And hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come. And who is able to stand? Father in heaven, by your spirit, Lord God, help me to do this portion of scripture justice. Help me, Lord God, to t- to stay on task, Lord, and to be able to convey this chapter to my brothers and sisters, Lord God. And if there's anyone who is here this morning that does not know you lord god that is a non-believer that that is not a christian i pray that father you would tug on their hearts even right now Lord. prepare them for this message lord god show them lord god the outcome the consequences of not knowing who jesus is and so jesus please lord take full control of this in jesus name amen and so now as we go back to verse one, I could I I could only imagine, as the song says, I could only imagine what what John is is already you know thinking. He is so overwhelmed with all that he has been able to see in heaven, being able to see and hear the things that are happening in heaven where God Almighty dwells and He is in His presence. You know, you 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 just kind of like ah. How is that possible, man? How is he keeping it together, you know? I don't think he's keeping it together. I think he's freaking out. I think his mind is so blown that, that, man, he is trying to keep up with what's happening, you know, to try to help us understand it. But he is in the very presence of the throne of God. But get this also, the fact that John is able to see Jesus again after all these years being able to see him again, but seeing him in a different light. It, it is quite possible that, that John, the Apostle John, it's quite possible that he was around or in that area or even with John the Baptist when John the Baptist proclaimed, "...behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world." It is quite possible that he was in that vicinity, maybe even right there, hearing all this or hearing it at one point in his life. And we know that John was there because he followed after Jesus. We know that he was there when he was slain. We know that he was there when you know, when he was crucified. He saw Jesus die on the cross. And then three days later, he was at the tomb when Jesus appeared to them. And he, he saw him resurrected. Forty days later, he sees that, 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 that Jesus, as he's hanging around with them, being resurrected, he is there when Jesus ascends up to heaven, and he has not seen him since that moment. John was a youngster, man. He was probably in his early 20s when all of this happened, mid-20s. In the late twenties, somewhere around there. But when Jesus ascended up to heaven, he was probably in his mid to late twenties, somewhere around there. He is now in his nineties as he's writing this. He has not seen Jesus face to face, but now he sees Jesus, man. And I just got excited when I was thinking about all that. You know, that that, that man he is able to see his Jesus once again. And he sees him in heaven. As it says in chapter 5, as the slain lamb. The lamb that was slain. But he sees Jesus standing. He doesn't see a dead lamb. He sees Jesus standing, but he also sees him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Which means that, that he is the only one that could judge this way. Because he paid the price. As the lamb, he paid the price. And as a lion of the tribe of Judah, he is now going to judge. And yet, he is looked upon in heaven as the lamb who, 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 who had been slain. And it is the lamb, as we saw in chapter 5, who is only, the only one worthy to take the scroll from him who sits on the, on the throne. And he is the only one who is able to see it, or, or, or to, to open up its seals. So he is about to open up the first seal. So we've read through it, so now let's kind of dig in a little bit, see if I can get through this whole thing. With all the worship and proclaiming that has been going on, it just seems that everything, everything in heaven comes to a screeching halt right now, and there's quietness as the Lamb of God has taken the, thr- the, the scroll From he who sits on the throne, and he is about to open up the seals. So everybody is like looking. It's like, whoa. And he is about to open the first seal. No one else, it said, in heaven or on earth or under the earth was worthy except the lamb. Dun, dun, dun. And here we see the four living creatures, man, involved in at least four of the seals that are going to be opened. And so he says that, that he saw the lamb open the seal. And he heard the living creature, one of the living creatures, with a loud voice saying, come and see. And, see. and at first read, as we look at this whole thing, at first read, when we see come and see, we think, okay, he's, going, he's calling John to come and check it out and see what's going on. But in the Greek, that, that phrase come and see is one word and it's just come. Come. And it means appear, bring, come, enter, fall out, go. In other words, it is translated go forth. And the call here is not to John, but to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's what the, that call is. Come and see. He is calling forth, or they are being called forth, these, these, these horsemen. And it says with a loud, thundering voice, the first living creature calls out to come forth, and out comes a white horse. Now some would think that this is Christ who is sitting on, the, on this horse because it's a white horse. And it speaks of peace. White horses spoke of peace like that. And Jesus will return on a white horse as it tells us in Revelation chapter, 20, or chapter 19 that he rides on a white horse. Now this rider here is coming on a white horse and he is coming in peace, but he has a bow with him but no arrows. Which means that he will come into power without firing a shot. He doesn't need to. And again, we might think like, oh, wow, yeah, of course, Jesus, he's going to come. And he won't have to use any artillery in any way, shape, or form. And the bow, it represents a covenant as well, a treaty of some kind says that he is given a crown, which means that he will have authority of some kind as well. He will be able to rule. But the crown that is mentioned here is a victor's crown. And when you look up the word, the crown here, it, it, it's, it's in the Greek it's stephanos. It, it, it's, it, it's a wreath kind of. It, it's, it's for somebody who, who, who has won something in that sense. And it's not the kind of crown that Jesus has on his head. When you read in chapter 19 about Jesus having crowns, and that word there in the Greek is diodemus, or diadema, as in a diadem. It's different, different type of crown. But this writer, he comes forth conquering and to conquer Whereas Jesus, we are already told, and we have seen this already through the book of Revelation thus far, that he's already conquered. He's already overcome. He has prevailed. He has gotten the victory. You you, you see, after after the rapture of the church occurs, a man will come on the scene. And he will have all the answers for this world. And he, he will bring peace to the world. After all, isn't that what, man, people continue to clamor about after all these years, man? They still want peace. Everybody wants peace. Everybody talks about peace, but it never, ever happens here on earth. But this guy, he's going to come on the scene, and he will be riding on a white horse. He will bring peace, and everybody will listen to him. Everybody's going to listen to him. Because he will come and, and, and bring all these people together who have been at war with one another forever, for centuries, for hundreds of years. People have been fighting, especially in that side of the world in the Middle East, right? There's always been this, this stuff and everybody wants peace. Everybody, call, they have peace summits. <laughs> and then they go and kill each other afterwards. But that's what the world is looking for. And he will bring these countries together who have been at war forever. And for the first three and a half years of the tribulation, all will seem so fine. Everything will will see, it's like, whoa, this is the guy we've been waiting for. This is the one, man, who, who has just brought the whole world together. And he will come with signs and wonders. And the world will follow after him and fall for him. Now now with that description that we have here in this verse it sounds a lot like Christ doesn't it that he will bring peace but in reality it's speaking about the antichrist that's riding on this white horse Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 again jot these things down it says when he then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, one week being seven years. And in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offerings. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until consummation, until the finish of the seven years, which is determined, is poured out, on the desolate. Jesus said this in Matthew 24, verses 1, or verses 3 to 5. <clears throat> as he's starting this Olivet Discourse, Discord, he says, now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? And at and of the end of the age, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and, they, and, and will deceive many. You see, Jesus, man, he's already saying, even through this, <clears throat> this guy's a deceiver who's coming on the scene here, on the white horse. He has a bow." He's coming in peace. He's not going to fire a shot. He has a crown. Man, everything looks so amazing. It's like, heck yeah, why can't we follow this cat? He says, don't let anybody deceive you. Many will be deceived on that day. The Antichrist will come on the scene as the man of peace, as Paul puts it in 2 Thessalonians. And to the Jews? Oh. This guy will look like the long-awaited Messiah that they've been waiting for for over 2,000 years. They didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah when he came on the scene. But they will believe this one. They will be deceived. And Jesus has already warned, hey, don't let nobody deceive you. Why? Because this guy's a deceiver. Verses 3 and 4. says that the second seal is opened. And same thing happens, man. The second living creature calls out the second horseman to to go forth. This horse is fiery red, which speaks of blood, bloodshed. And the rider on this horse is war. But he's not coming to make war. The word war carries with it words like conflict, fighting, confrontation, hostility. But you see, this, this this horseman doesn't come to make war. All that has been, all that he has to do, all that has been granted to him to do is just to take peace from the earth, which won't be hard to do given that the Holy Spirit is now not on the scene like he is today in that time frame. That which is restrained will be, will be taken out of the way. And so for him to take away peace, no big deal. What, what is the battle cry that we have in this day and age? Well, you know, as I look at, at the world today, man, there's a lot of anarchy. That's the battle cry right now. Nobody wants to be under authority. People are coming against authority. Politicians are coming against authority today even, you know. Those who are to serve and protect us, they are become the bad guy. And it's like, we don't need authority. That is the battle cry of today. Nobody wants to be under authority. And so when peace is taken out of the way, as it's already starting, and, and thank God that the restraint is still here, that the Holy Spirit is still working in and among us, and we're already starting to see these things happen in and around us. If you guys are news junkies like me, man, oh man, that's all you see around the world, man. There is so much anarchy that, that, that wants to happen because nobody wants to be under the authority of anything. And so the battle cry is no authority. And when peace is taken out of the way, then all hell breaks loose. And it's interesting because we could look at, the, at, at, the, at what's going on right now, not just in the United States, but around the world. And it seems like all hell is broken loose. And who is able to, to kind of bring it all together right now, you know? How is that ever going? How are we going to encompass this? No, when somebody comes on the scene and kind of starts bringing this piece about, they're going, "Oh yeah, that's the guy." And it's almost like in this time frame, the killing that will happen that will be going on will be celebrated. I mean, I could hear it now. <laughs> because what we've already started to see in our society today, it's almost like the writing is on the wall already. Now that these Christians are out of the way, (laughs) now that these looney tunes that that follow after Jesus and bring on this this depression upon us with their morality of of all these things, now that they're out of the way, hey, let's just go and just get rid of all the undesirables. Why not? Who's going to tell us we can't anymore? Because these stupid Christians, man, they're gone and we don't even have to worry about that anymore. Euthanasia, ethnic cleansing, genocide, all of that will be accepted. All of that will be welcomed. Guys, we see it already, man. We, we see it so much today, and, and part of that, the reason why is because the Antichrist will stamp his, give his stamp of approval on this side, going, heck yes, let's just get rid of him. anybody that causes conflict like that, that doesn't let us do what we want to do, and we see that right now, and people are celebrating stuff like that, right, because it's all good. After all, we've already been seeing that a lion's life... <laughs> is more important way more important than babies being killed and their body parts being sold for profit man I don't know if you guys saw that a couple months ago man and yet there was such a great outcry how could somebody kill Cecil the lion or Cecil whatever his thinking name is I don't even think he knew that was his name (laughs) how can that possibly happen And at the same time, man, we're watching in the news that these people are talking about selling body parts of babies that have been aborted over lunch going, yeah, yeah, we're making good money here, man. And nobody says a thing, man. The Christians are all uptight about it. And it's like, those are the people we need to get rid of, man. That's... That's what's happening today, man. Because our media is so into the, the tank with all of this stuff. And they're going, these looney tunes, man. Hey, man, if that's what they want to do, they should be able to do it. And, and, and when all the tapes came out, man, they're not condemning what was being said. They're saying, those guys shouldn't have been taping them like that. They are wrong. For, and so you, you're already starting to see it. Some of you guys are going oh yeah, it makes sense, that shouldn't be. And it's like, which is wrong, if if you say you're a Christian, it's like, dude, how could you even think that? I mean, we're already being told that not all lives matter, right? Only certain lives matter, not all lives. Your life doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't care what color you are. If you're a Christian, you proclaim Jesus Christ, your life doesn't matter, and it won't matter. And will continue not to matter. But only certain lives matter. And the great sword that is being given to him who sits on this fiery red horse could be possibly some kind of weapon of of, of mass destruction that can just destroy people all over the place. And it will be welcomed because we need to cleanse that portion of the country or the world. And I feel like John is looking at all this take place and all he can come up with is a a great sword that's happening because there's people dying all over the place. At this time, peace has been taken out of the world. And there will be a false sense of peace. And all all who are being uh, killed at that time will only make the world a better place to live in. Because their lives don't matter. And that's all good. (laughs) This is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 6 to 7 and a half. Or the first part. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We are being warned already. Verses five and six, the third seal is now open, and the next horse is called out to go forth, and this one is a black horse. And the, the horseman that sits on this one has a pair of scales, a balance, if you will. And he holds the the, the world economy in his hands. And this, this rider on the horse who has this power, he determines and rations what people will eat and how much they will eat. I don't know, if, again, if you guys are involved in all this stuff that's going on, man. People today, even in our own schools, are being told what they can and can't eat. How much and they can't. And guys, you're going, well, that's good though, Zeke. Because they shouldn't be eating a lot of junk. It's like, you know what, if I want to eat junk, let me eat some junk. (laughs) But you know what? You know what's happening when when a government gets a hold of health (laughs) care? Then they start telling you, oh no, we've noticed that you've been eating a lot of junk. So you really, you've done this to yourself, so why should we have to take care of you? See, it, it, it's all this little master plan that's just kind of happening, you know? And we think like, well, no, even in our old schools, man, people want to take care of people and, and nutrition is big. And, and man, you shouldn't go to McDonald's, but you should eat all this green stuff and drink this green mung, as Gary would say. All this green stuff and all this, is like it's good. And guess what, man? You're going to die anyways. Right? But, but we're being told what we can eat and when we can eat it and how we can eat it. And that's what this horse comes, comes out. And man, everybody's going, it's good. It's really good. And throughout our country, and even for that matter, for the world, there's this sense of socialism that is coming in that the government wants to take care of you from cradle to grave. And people are going, well, we need that, Zeke, because we can't take care of ourselves. Huh? The Antichrist will control the world economy. He will control the inflation that happens within the world. And people will spend their day's wages. They will spend their day's wages to buy only what they need. Because that's how little the dollar or the money or the monetary system will be worth nothing. And some think that this is speaking of famine and and scarcity, and it could be. But I believe that at this time, there is probably more than enough to go around. And he's just setting things up for the mark of the beast, that you could only buy or sell if you take this and nothing else. You can't do anything else. Oh, you could be a prepper, man, and go out in the wilderness of Montana somewhere, But they'll catch up to you eventually. If not, you'll live out there for good. In the last part of this verse, it says, and do not harm the oil or the wine and the wine. Again, it doesn't seem like there's a lack of that, of oil and wine. He just says, hey, don't touch that. For those who can afford it... Yeah, they can have all the oil and wine. And you know what? Most, most communist countries, dictator countries, the socialist countries, you know, th- those people in power, they don't live like the people. And they have more than enough. But they tell their people how much they can get or what is afforded to them. The oil that is spoken of here is olive oil. That's what he's talking about here, about the oil. But could it be? Is it possible? Can I just suggest to you, maybe, just maybe, that this could be referring to crude oil as well. I don't know. My mind went there, so I thought I'd share it. But this is what Jesus said in Matthew 24, the last part of chapter 7 and and 8. It says, and there will be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. See what he's doing here in chapter 6? He's just kind of giving us an overall picture of what the seven-year tribulation is going to look like. And he's just kind of taking us step by step. Boom, 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 boom. In verses 7 and 8, the fourth seal is open and the call to go forth has come out and a pale horse and the rider of this horse is named. And he is the only rider that is named out of the four Horses, horsemen that we have already seen. And the name of this rider is death. And Hades, or hell, his sidekick, is right on his heels. And death, death speaks of the the body, the physical body. And, And Hades, it deals with the souls of the dead. Now understand, and we've already studied that, that Jesus holds the keys... To death and Hades. And and we know, if you read through through the end of the book, that at the white throne judgment, they will both be judged. Death and Hades. And they will be cast into the lake of fire. And death, for the believer today, and I'm assuming in, in the tribulation time, death for the believer will only usher the soul of the believer into the presence of God. But death for the unbeliever, you non-Christian, death for you is, is, is a place of torment, a place of waiting in Hades until death in Hades gives up the dead, it says. There are four forms of death that are, that are described here. To kill with the sword, speaking of murder. Not war like that, but murder. Meaning that people will take the law and vengeance into their own hands. Again, with no regard for life. Nobody regards life even today in that sense. With hunger, speaking of famine and widespread starvation. With death, speaks of of devastating plagues or plague, diseases. Diseases caused by the lack of sanitation conditions that the most of the world has become accustomed to. And as I was thinking about that, I thought, man, with all hell breaking loose at that time period, um, it won't be the same, and people won't know how to react with less because they're so used to having the, the comforts that we have and a lot of the world has. By Beasts speaks of the fact that the animals will come into places where they're not normally coming into and they will go after the easy prey. Those who can't protect themselves at this point. Maybe because there's no more guns in people's hands. And most of these people will lose hope. (laughs) A fourth of the earth will be taken at this time frame. That's what it says here, a fourth of the earth. Now, if you kind of try to do the equation, and I'm not good with math, but we have at least over 7 billion people on the earth, maybe a, a billion and a half. And let's just say, and I'm giving it a great number, a billion people are gone that are Christians. You still have 6 point whatever billion people on the earth, a fourth of that will be killed it's no joke (laughs) a fourth of that that's a billion plus man almost two billion people man this is no joke and this is what jesus said in chapter 24 of of matthew chap uh, verses 21 and 22 for then they, for then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Verses 9 through 11 says, Then he opened the fifth seal, Jesus, which is the lamb that has been opening the seals. But in the first four seals, the four living creatures were involved. And and the ones that were calling out these horses and the riders. But the corral is empty now. No more horses. But Jesus continues to open up the seals. Now as the fifth seal is opened... John looks and he sees under the altar or at the foot of the altar of God the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and the testimony which they held. Now during the tribulation, again, there's going to be people who who will not be taken in the rapture and they will get to this point going, oh geez, I've been left behind. And reality will set in. And they will suffer. And it tells us that they will be beheaded for their belief. And isn't it interesting that ISIS knows that? And what are they doing and how are they killing Christians today? Beheading them, crucifying them. Isn't that interesting? That we're, you know, 10 10 years ago, we're going, oh gosh, beheading. Oh, geez. It's like, no, it's commonplace. It is so commonplace today that people don't even flinch at it when they hear that 20, Christians have been called out and they're just... (laughs) But there will be people that are martyred during the great tribulation because they believed in Jesus Christ. And the word martyr in the Greek means witness. And that word has come to known as one who is willing to suffer death rather than renounce his or her faith. And there have been hundreds of thousands if not millions who have been slain because they held fast to the word of God and their belief in Jesus Christ throughout church history. And it will continue throughout church history or this church age. And it will become more intense from here on out. I can guarantee you that. But these martyrs are not part of the church age. Oh, they die for their faith in Jesus Christ. And they stood strong and stood firm, but there's a difference between these saints and the saints of the church age. Look at what the first martyr does. The first martyr of the church age, which was Stephen in Acts chapter 7, verses 59 to 60, it says, And they stoned Stephen, who was called... uh, As he called on God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with the sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He died. Now, I don't think that Stephen got to heaven and changed his tune. And once he gets to heaven, it's like, Lord, go get them for what they just (laughs) did to me. You see all these things? Look at, go, go after them. I don't think he cared at that point. He was in the presence of Jesus. Stephen was showing them grace. I believe that these in the fifth seal are the tribulation saints who will be killed for their faith. The age of grace is gone and uh, uh, with the rapture of the church and the age of judgment is back and forth. Or back in force. As the OT said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and a life for a life. And the cry at that time is for vengeance. And that's what these tribulations or saints are doing. It's Lord, Lord, how long? How long are you going to let this happen? It's interesting because Jesus tells his disciples back then and even today in, in Matthew chapter 5, hey, pray for your enemies. Do good for your enemies. Help them out. If they're, if they're hungry, feed them. You know, it, we, we read that for us right now. But, but there's a different tune a little later. the tribulation time, God is dealing with those who dwell on the earth, earth dwellers. Judgment will be their mindset. And look at, and, and we'll see that term throughout the book of Revelation. But the response of the lamb for their cry is here, let me clothe you with white robes, white festive Flowing robes. And he tells them, hey, just chill for a little bit, man. There's still others who need to be killed. Just rest. And wait patiently for a little while longer, he tells them. Because there's still others who will die during the tribulation. And in, 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 at the end of the, the Revelation, chapter 20, verse 4, he says, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them when I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness in Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. There's a number of all who will be saved before Jesus comes back for his church. And when that number is complete, then and only then will the rapture of the church occur. And I don't know what that number is, but maybe you're him or her. And maybe you should accept Jesus today, and then we can all be out of here. Right? (laughs) But here he tells the tribulation saints that there's also a number for them that will be killed. And it was not yet complete, and so they had to wait. And I'm sure they said, I hate waiting. But this is what Jesus said. In Matthew 24, 9 through 10. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. See, all of this, Jesus has already told us about what's going on and what will happen. Even today, these things are happening. But it will be intensified at that time period. And so from verse 12 to the end of the chapter, man, oh man, I can't believe I'm going to finish. But, uh, but I did tell Jim to cut a song because I had so much to share. <laughs> from, from verse 12 to the end of the chapter, it says, And the sixth seal was opened, and behold, there was great a great earthquake and the sun was was black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell from earth and on and on like that and it says this in Matthew 24 7 and 8 and then we touched on it earlier it says for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrow Joel, the prophet Joel said this in Joel 2.10, the earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish in brightness. And Joel prophesied that seven to eight hundred years before John got this revelation. And Jesus had foretold this and told his disciples about this in in Matthew 24, all of this, all these things, we're not written so that we can go around scaring people, though, people. This is not something that's like, God, oh, let me scare the hell out of them. <laughs> that's not why all this is written, man. It's not so that we can frighten people. It was foretold because this will come to pass. This will come to pass. However it's going to happen, whenever it's going to happen, but it will happen. And you can count on that because everything that is told in the Word of God has happened or will happen. You can count on it, whether you believe it or not. It doesn't matter. Are these things literal? Yes. <laughs> they are quite possible To to, to be literal because the creator of all things is the one who holds everything in his hands. And man, you and I cannot destroy this planet. I don't care what they tell you. There's no way. If, If a disaster or catastrophe happens in some part of the world, guess what? It still spins. It still spins. Everything that's ever happened. But the one who created it he is the one that holds everything and he could do whatever he wants when he wants, how he wants, wherever he wants. How are these things practical? <laughs> well, we know that earthquakes happen every single day somewhere in the United somewhere in the world. Some have been very devastating throughout history and they will be in the future and you can count on that. And how about the sun, the moon and the stars? How is that going to happen? But I think living where we live, sometimes when we see these fires, these forest fires and stuff, we can see how the moon changes colors and the sun changes colors. And, you know, there's some of us who who, who are up at night looking at these meteor showers and it looks like the stars are just falling from heaven. So it happens. We could see that in a practical sense with all the catastrophes that will occur in this time frame in those seven years, nothing that we have ever seen in the past will compare to this time period. Nothing. It's just going to be crazy. But let me give you another possibility. And that is that this could be also symbolic with the total collapse of all establishments everything that we know that has that has happened throughout history and how things have just kind of flowed you know the, the the earthquakes could be the shake-up of everything that at one point has been stable throughout the centuries throughout society that everything collapses because it just crumbles quite possible the disasters of the sun, the moon, and the stars could suggest the downfall and the plunging into confusion of all that, that, all the governing bodies of the world. Man, we are on the brink, aren't we? <laughs> we are on the brink. Everything being moved out of its place that has been so stable throughout the ages. Chaos, anarchy panic happening all over the place so whether it's literal practical or symbolic every class it says in verse 15 every class of people will be affected and their desire will be to run and hide to seek some kind of shelter and even seek death thinking that that will be the end of it but it will only only to find out that it's the beginning And they're crying out because they don't want to face him who sits on the throne. Boy. That last part in verse 16 is almost, almost comical. And the wrath of the lamb. I say it's comical because when was the last time you were afraid of a little lamb? I know there's some bad lambs here and there. <laughs> but you never see them come and destroy, you know, a stampede of bad lambs. No. But man, oh man, this lamb is different. He's the only one that could open up these seals, these judgments. Why? Because he paid the price to buy us back. And he holds all that power. And these people, they understand now that the Lamb of God who came to take away the the sins of the world, it was for their benefit so that they could be saved, and they rejected it. And now they will face the fierce wrath of the Lamb. (laughs) And it says, who is able to stand? Nobody. Nobody. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you believe in that sense, man. And I'm not saying it because I really don't care. It's like, no, at this point, it does not matter. What you believe, what I believe. Everybody will bow down to the Lamb. Everybody. Nobody is going to be able to take a stand. It's like, I'll challenge you right there. I'll challenge you right now. It's like, shut up. Bow down, you little crispy critter. Bam. Because, again, man, there is nobody that can stand up to God like this. Nobody or to Jesus Christ. And the Bible's already been clear about that. Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do come before you, Lord God, and we do thank you, Lord, that you have already revealed all these things to us, Lord. Father, you you have taken it in your infinite wisdom (laughs) to put it in your word, to tell the world about what is going to happen. You've given us a glimpse, even right now, in this time frame, Lord God, where, where everything will be taken out of, uh, out and, and all hell will break loose, Lord. You've given us a glimpse of that even this morning, Lord. From the deception that happens, to the wars, to the famines, to the death, to all of these things that will happen upon this world, Lord. And yet you have done everything by sending your Son so that man can be saved because you love the whole world. And yet, Lord, we know that in that portion of Scripture of John 3, it reminds us that men love darkness rather than light because they don't want their deeds exposed. And so there will be those, Lord God, who will be condemned because they do not believe in the only begotten of the Son of God. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us a glimpse and a reminder. And I pray that even this morning as believers, Lord, we would take this and see the urgency to share the gospel, the good news that Jesus has died for their sins. Not so much that we could go and scare people what's going to happen. People are already scared. Just help us to give, give them the good news, the true peace of what they can experience right now, Lord. That they would be saved from the wrath to come. I don't know if you're here this morning and you're in a place where you know that you're not a Christian. And maybe this did scare you, but you know what? I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to encourage you. To say, you know what? There's something happening that will happen and you're already starting to see the beginning of it and you need salvation because Jesus came to die for your sins and if you're here this morning and you need salvation you've come to the understanding that there is something that's beyond you and you will be a part of this if you're not careful God God is offering salvation is there anyone this morning that would say please not if you're a Christian already. You're saved. You're in him. But you're not a Christian and you know that. Just raise your hand and I want to pray for you. Is there anybody this morning? Please don't walk out of here. My heart breaks for you if you don't know Jesus in this way and you have the assurance. Anybody. Father, thank you, Lord. I pray for these people right now. All claiming, Lord, God, to know you Lord, that they would not be scared about this chapter or, or the remaining of these chapters, but that they would be encouraged, Lord God, that they have the opportunity to have the word of God in their grasp to share with other people, to encourage salvation, Lord. Not to scare them, but to encourage salvation. And so, Lord, please, Lord, put us in situations, even this week, each one of us, where we might be able to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And we ask, God, that you go before us, strengthen my brothers and and sisters, that they would be encouraged even through this message that they have received salvation already. And you have not called them to wrath, but to salvation. Thank you, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.